Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So this week we're going to start off with some celebrity news and we're going to talk about the Hilaria Baldwin drama. Also known as Hillary Hayward Thomas. Yeah. You guys, like this is like mind blowing to me. So this lady is married to Alec Baldwin. Who mm-hmm. you guys, he's an actor, like, obviously. He's an actor. Obviously, like, if you knows. don't know. <laughs> If you don't know, then just Google it. Honestly, you don't know anything about pop culture. Mm-hmm. But um, so they are married and she has always seemed like she's a Spanish woman. Like she has an accent. She's like used to se- <laughs> used to have. It. But OK, so basically someone tweeted out like being like, it's so crazy that she's tricked all of you guys for this many years into thinking that she's Spanish. And turns out this bitch is from Boston, has no accent, and has this whole time just been pretending like she's Spanish. She's literally, like, generationally American as well. Like, in terms of, like, like her family goes back to, like, the 1700s or something. Like, when America, like, I think first started. I I don't know the exact time America first started. (laughs) But it was, like, really far back, okay? (laughs) Like, basically... Pretty sure it's 1776. Yeah, that's what... So, see, 1700s. So, like, it goes back, like, so fucking far. And she was just, like... But so what she did was so all her kids are like Spanish names. She used to like have a Spanish accent. Alec used to go on interviews and be like, well, my wife is Spanish and imitate her in a Spanish accent. And then someone called her the fuck out. And then or she, and then she went on interviews before. Like, I don't know. She was cooking, I guess. And yes. she was like, how you say cucumber like in English or like she was pointing to it. It was a cucumber. And she goes, oh, the English word for. Like this, the bitch you know what a cucumber was. Is your first language. First language. How do you not know how to say cucumber? And then she's like, well, the reason I did that was because I was nervous and it was my first time on live TV. I'm like, I don't don't (laughs) brain fart for like fruit and vegetables. Like if it's my native language. Like I don't brain fart and like only know uh, my second language. Like that's weird. It's so bizarre. And she's like, oh, well, like my family is from there or whatever and her parents aren't from there like katie was saying her parents are generationally mm-hmm. american they did retire there in 2011 which was only nine years ago um well 10 i guess it's 2021 i forget but like your family is not from there and then she was like oh well i got these are the people that i call my family that live there i'm learning in this particular situation i have to say people who we have considered to be our family what the fuck are you talking about and she said more my family lives and she goes my family lives there so if my family lived in china i would say china was my home and i was like okay like that's i get that but at the same time you didn't fucking grow up there there's a difference between your family vacationing and like if my family went to the bahamas every year i wouldn't be like coming back and speaking whatever language they speak in the bahamas and telling everyone i was english (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe i don't use a good example i'm clearly <laughs> no but i mean what you know you're what saying I mean? like, like my parents like go to colorado 
And sometimes I go and meet them in Colorado, but I wouldn't be like, oh, going home to Colorado. Like, I don't fucking live in Colorado. I've never no. lived in Colorado. Like, it would be where I lived. And so she, but I realized what she did in interviews was she would say things like almost strategically as if, mm-hmm. if she ever got caught, she could backtrack. Like in one interview, she was like, oh yeah, so I moved here when I was, um, she, she was like, my family's from Spain. And she goes, and I moved here when I was 19 to go to school and I never um, left. AKA, she moved from Boston to New York. And yes, her family does live in Spain, but that's how she twisted it. But the way she made it seem was like her family's from Spain and she moved to the States when she was 19 and never came back. Yeah. It's just so manipulative. It's like actually crazy. It's like either she has multiple personalities or she's just a fucking psycho liar. And her ex dance partner was like, she's always been like obsessed with Spanish culture and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Like, like, so you just absorb that? It's like, she's like. She's I'm been Russian. playing a role her entire life that no one fucking hired her for. No one so asked weird. her to be Spanish. Like, that's weird. It's so bizarre. And I, and the dancer was like, my name's Alexander and I'm Russian. And sure, people have nicknames for me, but my name's Alexander in whatever country I'm in. <laughs> like, it doesn't right. change. And he's like, actually from another country. And I guess she said like her dad was in Spain growing up, like a lot of the time. So they would always travel there. And then at home, they would have a lot of Spanish influences and things like that. And, but her family didn't move there till she was 28 years old. You don't pick up a fucking accent at 28. I'm like, okay, Madonna, like when Madonna was married to Guy Ritchie and all of a sudden she had this like British accent. And then it's- well, I'm 28 right now. So just so you guys know, when I come and start talking in an English accent, <laughs> when you go, you visit, can't say shit, visit England for yeah, like, I'm going to go visit on. England. It's crazy. Cause it's like, okay. So I guess then now if she's Spanish, we can just be whatever the fuck we want. Like if we just now, enjoy the culture, I'm now the CEO of Bravo and I will be expecting my check in the mail because you can just do whatever I just, you want. Yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want. And I guess her brother lives there and he is like married to a Spanish woman, but like that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, well, and so I guess technically is- your family by marriage is a part Spanish, okay. but like the way it's, it was just so manipulative. Just the way that that's the problem with it. Like everyone's like cultural appropriation. At first I was like, what the fucking big deal about the story? Like I didn't get it. And then I read the details and I was like, she's literally making up a whole life she is and it's like it's attention seeking is what it is like I used to have this friend in college who like did a similar thing like she went to she like studied abroad in France once and came back and was like everything French like she even had a little accent and I'm like but you've been there for like three months like now all of a sudden you're French Dorit from Real Housewives yeah she's from fucking Connecticut and then she marries PK and it's like PK And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like, my grandma has an accent because she's from Mexico and I haven't picked up on her little accent. Like, yeah, because I'm American. <laughs> like, right. And English is your first language. My first language. I wish I could speak Spanish. I can't. But like, my accent isn't going to be like, if anything, you don't just pick up an accent just because you're around that person right. for a few years. Like, I don't right. know. But then she was like, the, well, our kids have Spanish names because they're named after people that are important to me. And I'm like, well, that's cool. That's fine. It doesn't make them Spanish. Yeah. And then, then I'm like, well, where did where did Hilaria come? Is that someone important to you? She I said, mean, you know what, guys? I'm going to change my name to Oprah. 
She's important to me. I'm now fucking Oprah. You can call me I'm Oprah. I'm Oprah and I'm on Bravo now. Or I'm the CEO. I'm the Bravo, Bravo CEO. Get it right, Kaylee. So basically they don't have an argument in this, like in this fight whatsoever, because he told people she was Spanish. She told people she was Spanish. She had an accent. Now it's gone. I was just so I'm like, and she's like, you know, when you go back and forth in between talking to people and then you talk like this. And I'm like, no, I don't know that at all. I've no, I don't. That. So basically straight up cultural appropriation. There's, there's nothing else. To it's fine like, to love a country. In, love it. it. Is. Just it be is. like, I love fucking Spain. It's fucking cool as shit. And I wish I was Spanish. I'm not, but I wish I was. Right. I feel I like mean, no one would care if you say said that versus just being like, I'm full on Spanish, motherfucker. Like Spanish from Boston. <laughs> yeah, there's you know, it's a it's a different um part of Spain. It's You've never heard of Spain, Boston, Boston? Spain, Massachusetts? Boston. It's a part of Spain. I mean, I would rather have a Spanish accent than a Bostonian accent. No offense to <laughs> the Boston people out there, but so maybe I get why she wanted to change you know it what? a little bit. I do too. You know, it's maybe it's we'll fine. cut her a break. So it's that fine, was just Hillary. like the new, the weird fucking celebrity news for the week. Other than that, it was like kind of a dad week, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's nice that we're coming into twenty twenty one nice and smooth. A bit so, of cultural appropriation. All, too serious. All two days of it so far. Um, so we haven't talked about the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion yet. And Jennifer and I have been talking about this like all fucking week for the last two, three weeks that it's been on because this was the biggest shit show of reunions like we've probably ever seen in terms of like the bias. This was bullshit. bullshit. Like honestly. Like, I am a huge Andy Cohen fan. Same. He's, like, my idol. He's my idol. But he really fucked this shit up. Like, his job was to stay impartial. And he was obviously, like, not even – he wasn't even, like, acting like he wasn't trying to do this. No. He was, like, coddling Candace. And fucking attacking and gaslighting Monique the entire time. It was truly insane. Like, even, and it wasn't just us that thought this. Like, everyone was like, what the fuck is up Andy's asshole? Like, he literally is such a joke. And, like, he was covering for Giselle the whole time. He was covering for Candace. I'm like, you're literally covering for the worst side of the fucking couch. It was Mm -hmm. fucking Candace, Giselle, Wendy. Yuck. That whole side. You guys know we aren't. We aren't Um, Wendy fans. And then, like, fucking Wendy tried to say, like, oh, I realized I need to not, um, because I'm an immigrant, people don't understand me or something like that. And that's why she's a bitch or something. And I'm like, I think you just brag a lot about your degrees. And like, that's your topic of conversation all the time. So it gets like annoying to people. I don't think that has anything to do with where we're from. 100%. And I'm not going to pretend to be her therapist because I don't know her, but it sounds like, She's, she's just overcompensating really, and insecure. Yes, she's as fuck. extremely insecure. And so she has to always like project and show people how important she is because she doesn't trust in herself that she's important. Like I come, my family are immigrants and no one is that fucking annoying. I can tell you that just because <laughs> they came to America and you yeah, don't Wendy, don't culture. blame it on, Im- on immigrants. <laughs> okay. Immigrants are chill as fuck. You are the one that's you're the crazy. one who's just annoying. That's just that's not an immigrant problem. That's just a you problem. Yes. And she, so whatever. She sucks. I think she's coming back. So that's unfortunate. But Great. apparently, word on the street is Giselle had a fucking meltdown at the reunion and they just cut it out. And 
you'll see so the first part of the reunion they talked about so this is like we're just going to give you a rundown basically of all three in one um because the third one was this past sunday Mm -hmm. and like so monique had her fucking binder out and she had all these texts like from this girl that giselle's boyfriend who's her also her ex-husband baby daddy um was cheating on her and had all this fucking information and apparently giselle like fucking went crazy but we didn't actually like see that well so if you guys don't know giselle or like her history she was married to this mega pastor um named jamal bryant Which from 2002 to 2009 right yeah he's you know has like seven baby mamas he's homophobic he cheated on her like throughout their whole marriage like publicly and so they obviously divorced and now they are back together and monique came with this binder with all these texts from this girl who Jamal was clearly seeing at the clearly. same time that he's she been was reading his Giselle. phone number out loud to because Andy's like, How do we know it's not fake? Bitch, you're all about the receipts, and now you're like, How do you know? I'm like, and right. she's like, Um, okay, 817, <laughs> I don't know, is the number it was. Five, 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 five. They be, they bleeped it out, but like it was clearly his number, and Giselle was just like, Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so tell him what you so tell him what he said on live. Okay, so you guys, Jamal gets on this fucking live and because he feels attacked and whatever and just like is full of shit. Like he needs to go take a dump. Like he is just backed up because he's like <laughs> saying all this shit, like thinking he's so fucking important. Like I don't have time for this. I have to go feed 8,000 I honestly families. like couldn't watch it. So I was like, Jennifer, you have to give me the spark notes virgin because he's bugging the living shit out of me. You guys, this is, it was the most annoying thing to watch. I I kept not paying attention because it was so fucking annoying. So lucky for you guys, I watched the whole thing, kind of. I skipped around a lot because <laughs> it, it was a lot. Um, but, like, he basically – because in the, in the season, you see that his kids, like, are not chill with him and Giselle dating because right. his kids know that he isn't shit. So just like, like Giselle's dad doesn't know he ain't shit. Like everyone right. knows he's not shit. And everyone, everyone that said that he wasn't shit on the season, he completely gaslighted them in this live. Like I don't even talk like that, like you guys. Him. So it's really funny for me to be like, he ain't shit. He, I know, but he is. Because I know he's he's him. not. He it's like shit. the best way to describe it. But like he was talking about his girls, and he's like, they didn't show what it really is. He's like, they're just emotional teenagers and stuff. And I'm like, what the. Fuck? like okay and then he's like but they like me like they wear their new birth which is his church hoodies every day and I'm like you're plugging your church now while your kids are telling plugging the that, merch, world that that church merch <laughs> right right and then he also like Giselle's dad doesn't like him too if my dad gave like, me a sweatshirt I'd wear it all the time I don't give a fuck if I liked him or not I know I love the free, free merch <laughs> like okay that's okay. I like you yeah and like he was like saying like Giselle's dad is like 83 he said his age like five times to be like to imply that like like he's, he's like senile old. as fuck yeah I'm like right. no I'm, like, that just means a motherfucker knows and can see through someone's bullshit because he's been around long enough right and then as far as he addressed the girl that Monique brought up that he had been texting and he was like I was dating her like and basically said that he is single until he's engaged in marriage, which I don't um, 
think that makes sense because he was still cheating on her when he was married. So like, what is it? So like, Giselle when can you said fuck you other guys bitches? are together and only with each other, but yet you're going around saying you it's not considered cheating because you're not married or engaged, but Giselle's still stuck sucking your dick because she said exactly. that on camera verbatim. Exactly. So, and then he's like going in on this poor girl. Like he says she had pictures of them anymore. together in bed at his place. Like yeah, it she, wasn't... he was like, she's never been at my house. I've never been at her house. Yeah, because like, you probably you met at a hotel. Stupid? That's probably where it was from. No, there's pictures of you inside of her home. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, well, she just like was asking me to fly her out here and there and like asked me to like review her dissertation, which was lacked depth and creativity and like all this shit, just like going in on her saying she has a magazine company that it has poor editing and just like all this shit. And I'm like, okay, these things didn't bother you when you were fucking her. So like now they're bothering her. And he's like, she was texting me, blah, blah. blah. And then he said they were texting in January of 2020. And I'm like, okay, so you're just admitting right now that you're cheating on Giselle. You guys started dating in 2019 and Giselle posted you guys a picture Mm -hmm. together in February of 2020. So if you're talking in January, 2020, you were with Giselle. It's just like, was like a, he he's He's just full of shit basically he's full of shit but then it was annoying because andy didn't even press the fucking issue andy just like blew it over i'm like this bitch has a binder full of receipts and this motherfucker is obsessed when people have receipts okay he's obsessed but then he was like fucking covering up for fucking jamal who's a fucking loser and then i just like don't get it and then candace and her crocodile tears the whole fucking time oh my god and then it was she just folds up her napkin smaller and smaller and (laughs) digs it in her eyeball and it fucking drives me nuts i'm like what the fuck stop crying like you got your ass beat it was so annoying like you got your ass beat for a reason sorry also don't condone violence just throwing that out there but like she does have a big mouth on her and sometimes you need to slap a bitch if she's not gonna fucking (laughs) shut her fucking mouth i just wish she would leave sorry I just like this reminds me of when Jay Wow was talking to Angelina and she was like, You wanna stay and get your ass beat? Stay and get your fucking ass beat. <laughs> like literally. Like that's exactly what it is. Like, and I wish like Jay Wow would just fucking hit her with her left hook I, and I, throw oh her like on the fucking ground. Now that's a fight I would pay to see. Hey, because she's such a fucking bitch. And then she was like, I've had such emotional trauma from this. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I can't honestly stand you. Honest, I mean, it's like guts. crazy that she just like and she was thinks that blaming, she got And she's blaming Monique. She's like, Monique, Monique was perpetuating the fans to attack me. I'm like, people don't like you. Get that through your thick skull, you dumb fucking bitch. Well, and it's like, I feel like Monique wasn't perpetuating shit. I've been following Monique this entire time. She wasn't time. at all. Like, it was just, and like, Candace was the one. And then this is what really pissed me the fuck off. So Andy straight up acted like, the, ignoring that there was like fucking footage of Candace throwing her wine glass at Monique and cutting her lip, which yes, Monique was, had her head, um, down on the table at that point <laughs> but nonetheless she threw a wine glass and it hit her and cut her but andy acted like it was complete she andy's like no there's no footage of that i was like am i going nuts am i mental no he literally was like that did not happen well and, and then like, in my bravo fan I group born? everyone was like did everyone see that andy's full of shit tonight and i was like thank god i like i feel like it's like other people to back me up who i have no idea who they are they're just in like it's like a bravo support group <laughs> like to just support my valid like validator feelings 
But it was well, like literally crazy. He literally to was me. like gaslighting the shit out of Monique and Chris, like just saying shit that didn't happen when it did, and, and like it just it and was just Chris really came hard out, to watch. Yeah, it was, and Chris came out. So you guys, and there was like a rumor going around that um, Chris and Monique's um, new baby wasn't the baby. I mean, wasn't um, Chris's baby because well, she had an so affair. So this is this is why like Monique had a problem with Giselle in the first place. So like. Yeah. Apparently there are rumors going around that Monique was sleeping with her trainer and that um, her newest son, Chase, isn't Chris's. It's the trainer's baby. Mm -hmm. And Giselle was the one that like brought that story up. But if you watch in the first episode, Giselle like says, you know, word on the street is that Monique's been fucking her trainer. So it's like she brought that up and then she went to Monique's house and Chris was like, don't you think this baby looks like me? But I and think he was, she just was saying like, that in terms of he like, was. just like, oh, doesn't my baby look like me? I don't think it was because of the rumors. Cause you know how sometimes when babies are born, it's like, oh my God, that looks just like their mommy or just like their daddy. Like, that's kind of how I well, was like, maybe that's what he was even trying to say. I can see it either way. I could see him like being like, I heard that you're talking about me. So doesn't this baby look like me? You know, but, but even, see, even if he, he did, she said she's like see he brought it up so that gave me space to bring it up but if she had said nothing about it and that was the only line we heard what chris said we would have no fucking clue what no he was clue. talking about but yeah when we want to bring up a fucking your baby daddy's 12 million um children out of wedlock you're like mm, no i'm not talking about that and i'm like well that's yes. like actual public knowledge everywhere so okay and he's a pastor so he has a little bit more to uphold oh and then jamal accused fucking chris who chris. played in the nfl of having cte and monique was just angry and projecting because she lives with a violent man i'm like okay first well, of all first it's a really of all, big accusation to accuse anyone of that so fuck you a hundred percent and if we're like out here being doctors like i guess we can be any culture we want to according to hilaria and if we can be doctors and we don't have any you know training no med i'm a doctor now too and i'm diagnosing you being like a fucking narcissistic nymphomaniac and I pray to God that you get the help that you need because I pray you need I pray I pray I for pray. you I'm praying for you okay like, Jamal he's just it was so fucking and then so obviously Chris is pissed like you're bringing up his fucking child at this point right like obviously people yeah. are gonna get mad and so they come out the husbands don't come out till way later and so obviously they've already talked about a lot of shit but then you address it later when the husbands come out right and then she and so Chris brings it up and he's first of all trying to be chummy with him and like and Chris is like not having it and then Chris is like or I mean, Andy's like, Chris, we've already talked about this for two hours. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. It's his turn to talk about it now. He hasn't been out this whole fucking time. Like, shut your trap. You're literally not giving anyone else room to talk because you're covering for the other side of the couch for whatever fucked up reason. I don't, I don't get there it. There has to be something that we're missing because I just feel like he, Andy was too anti-Monique, anti-Chris. Because did you, did you see that? they bravo sent them to the wrong hotel they like told them that it was going to be at a different hotel so monique and chris checked into that hotel karen called monique and was like hey girl like are you here and she was like i'm gonna come down to your room and monique's like i'm an 801 or whatever so karen comes down to the room obviously it's in a different hotel and so they are like what the fuck where are you then i read that was for safety precautions 
Well, I mean, Monique found out and went and bought three rooms at the other hotel and came anyway. It's like, I don't think she's going to go jump someone right now. Like, she's I not don't like- think she is either. And she apologized and it like wasn't good enough. And I'm just like, you're so- but apparently she got a contract still, but like she de- declined to even be on the show anymore because she was like, I was fucking gaslighted. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be on a show that fucking treats me like that. Like, I don't need the money. And then they were talking about money on the show and, um, what Andy was saying, like, oh, well, we all know, like, NFL players or, like, athletes, how they lose their money. So, and she was like, I know. She's like, that's why Chris has done really well with investing. And I was like, motherfucker, thank you for fucking shooting him the fuck down. And I was so proud right. of Chris for being smart and a good investor because that's the biggest mistake with athletes is they blow all mm-hmm. their money, a.k.a. Juan Dixon. And, <laughs> like, she, he didn't say shit about Juan blowing his cash and being an athlete and perpetuating that's that so stereotype. True. But, yeah, with Chris, he's perpetuating that stereotype with him. And you're going to fucking be able to – and they can call Monique a hood rat and ghetto – but then Wendy is called aggressive and it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah. it's like, wait, you guys literally are letting them walk all over her, Chris and Monique. Yes. But like you say one stupid thing to that dumbass out of the couch and it's like edited out or they're coming to their defense. It was like the biggest bullshit I've ever seen on a Real Housewives reunion in my life. Ever. And I've seen every single episode of every reunion Same. of every franchise. And I don't know what their thought, like Bravo's thought process was with this. I don't get it either. I feel like we completely and everyone completely saw through this, you know? Everyone. When I was looking at all my fucking Bravo vlogs, like doing all my, because I was like, are me and Jennifer just like the only ones who think this? But everyone was fucking team Monique and team non-Andy, that fucking reunion, because it was a joke. It was a it really serious was. joke. I've like never been so heated, like watching a reunion. I don't think ever. Oh, I was so uncomfortable. I was sitting in my seat. Like, is this real life? Like, right. are you fucking joking, Andy? Because Andy typically like Andy, in my opinion, is like one of the best hosts because he's really good at playing devil's advocate and calling both sides 100%, out. hundred percent calling both sides out. But this time it, he, all his like anger or like, I don't know what it was, was just directed at Monique. And it's like, I get like Monique hit Candace. It was a two-way fight. They both hit each other. Granted, Monique did get her good. Well, but like also bitch deserved it. Are you gonna be mean to people because of that? I mean, were you mean to Portia when she attacked Kenya, but Kenya was in her face? I mean, or when she kicked Cynthia? Like, why are you so mad at Monique? Like, right. Like, there has been a little everyone's ass, you know? Like, Like, and then they're all fucking friends after. So, obviously, but I don't think these two are going to become friends. And I wouldn't even want to be friends with fucking Candace whatsoever. And then Candace fucking told Karen because Karen wasn't on either side. She was playing devil's advocate as well. And Karen was doing Andy's job. She told Karen to go rot in the depths of hell. And I was like, okay, like if I. She hasn't learned her lesson. Not at all. You run your mouth and then you get your face smashed in and then you would stop. Yes. But yet it's like Monique didn't hit her she hard can't. enough or something. And then she was like saying Monique's quack lawyer, like all this stuff, like um, that's why we got off because he's a quack lawyer. I'm like, she hired the best fucking defense attorney <laughs> in the area. So probably because you can't afford him, he's a, considered a quack. And because he got her off and because he saw the courts saw the fucking footage that Andy claimed didn't exist, that Monique was like, well, the state of Maryland saw the actual footage. So I can't really like legally we won this. So I don't know why you guys are even coming back to fight and argue on this. And then Candace right. is like, what a fucking quack. I'm like, don't hate because you can't afford a good lawyer. Sorry. Yeah. 
I mean, I just hope Ask like your mom in for a some real, money. in an ideal situation, Candace would be gone, Wendy would be gone, and honestly, honestly, I mean, Giselle, Giselle and could Rob. get her ass kicked <laughs> off the show. I'm so done with her. Like over it. I'm over it because she doesn't like take accountability for anything in her own goddamn life but she'll throw everyone else on the bus under the bus and I'm like you're a messy fucking bitch but when it comes back to you you can't handle it if you're gonna dish it you need to learn how to take it and and the thing is is like if you are okay with an open relationship then that's fine just let us know just just, but don't pretend you're dating when he obviously doesn't think you are I mean, he, he thinks whole, he's single. I mean, he so... has a whole dude, different, different definition of dating in my uh, my eyes. I don't know yeah. if that's the church, if that's part of the teachings of his church. I'm um, not sure, but whoever the fuck follows him, you guys, you need to. There's already a problem that like anyone would listen to any sort of religious advice from that man. <laughs> Never, I would not listen to any advice from anything. Him. Anything, I would be like, I think God does not want to me to listen to any of this he honestly like he he and the thing is that that pisses me off most about him is like he keeps saying like all the things he does for the community and I'm sure he does do those things for the community I don't but just because you do nice things doesn't Doesn't mean mean you're you're not a shit person you're still a shitty human being like literally fucking OJ Simpson can go to fucking donate his time and money it doesn't make him not probably a murderer you know what I mean like (laughs) Or at least he probably is. He I probably mean, is, but it doesn't change who he is as a person just because he does a good deed. Like, right. And then it was like, they were just so fucking rude to Chris the whole fucking time. And like, Chris and Robin were talking, and it wasn't even a heated conversation. I genuinely don't even know what was like, where, I forgot what exactly happened, but all of a sudden, Robin goes, You are so lucky Juan Dixon is not here and right what now. The- fuck is Juan going to do Juan was probably like, like I'm yeah because I would have gotten my ass beat Robin yeah. so shut the no. fuck up and Juan does not give a shit Juan would have been like give uh, a fuck Chris could fucking take on all the husbands at one time and annihilate them uh, and then Giselle brings security this little man oh, because is like he thinks um, he's gonna size as smaller than Chris and right because she, she was like he threatened women and I was like all he said was if he was a woman he would lay all your asses out and sure should he have said that no but he was heated and drinking and he shouldn't have said it and he apologized and he was like it was not wrong but there's no fucking way you thought chris at a fucking bravo reunion was gonna lunge (laughs) from his chair and attack you knock you the fuck out and then you need to beef up your security honey because yeah that man chris is gonna pummel him to the ground in two fucking seconds i would never initiate a single thing with a former nfl line backer lineman Never. ever in my life <laughs> like he no. was paid for a living to, to tackle people yes so just all of you so yeah good thing one just wasn't that. there yeah because Juan would have been his ass would have been in the fucking ground and Juan is dumb but he's not that dumb he's I not mean, that dumb. he's he's gonna pick and shoot his fights like yeah, honestly grab and rob and rob and just shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck up probably <laughs> like please um but yeah so that was like the gist of all three of the reunions guys it was honestly a ton of bullshit Mm -hmm. um I hope they Monique's not coming back I never really like loved her but like I was very for her after the season just because like the mistreatment she yeah I'm all about like fairness and stuff and like you know people go through ups and downs and like there's times where I did like Monique and times that I didn't and like times I thought she was wrong but like this whole situation 
honestly, to my core, I feel like is so fucked up. So fucked up. And who would have thought my favorites would have been Karen, Ashley, and Monique? When like right. before <laughs> Ashley I thought was so fucking annoying, Karen was fucking annoying, and then now they're like my favorites. Right. And so Ashley, and now I'm like, you know, typically I'm like her husband's not shit either. Yeah. But old. now I'm like, you know what, you guys, whatever works for you. Live your fucking life. Live your life. You know? If your husband's a weird little creeper, I mean. <laughs> I mean, he is he is a, a weird guy. Who wants, wants to go on wrong. a bachelorette party, bachelor party with just Juan yeah. in Vegas. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. I would probably go on a bachelorette with Juan alone. Just I Juan. Mean, and I would say just Juan. Because hands down, he's the hottest house husband of all time. So I understand yes. why he wants to go just by himself. <laughs> Financially literate? No. Cute? No. Yeah. Can hold down a steady job? Debatable. <laughs> but hot as At least hot. he's an athlete, you know. <laughs> Who didn't know how to keep talents. his money. But yeah, so we'll see what next season's like because this season was fucking bullshit. That's all I gotta bullshit. say. Um, so we're gonna end with Salt Lake City, which is the new franchise. We've talked about it before. We told you guys you all need to fucking watch it because it's really good. And most freshman seasons don't come in this, like, hot. hot. Yeah. Like, usually it takes a minute for people to get, like, warmed up to them. But I feel like this just came in and was, like, good from the start. Um, there's yes. a bunch of marriage drama. But I have to say, they're the most mature group of men, husbands, I've ever seen on any Housewives franchise. I'm like, yeah. what? They're speaking of their feelings? Like, it was well, weird to me. I'm like, this is maybe not like- a good sign that I don't know healthy relationships. <laughs> just in general like the I feel like the culture of Salt Lake City is very like obviously it's it's a Mormon place so it's very like you're married so I feel like when you are around people like that then you start to become that yourself you know like if you're in LA or all these other fun places um, like the religious values aren't the same as they are in Utah and like um one's Islamic one's Jewish one is Mormon Mormon but they're like, so I'm like, maybe that does have something to do with making sure you hold on to this marriage for dear life because you Literally. really want to make it until the very end. And like, I think that's great, but it, that these men are able to talk about their feelings. Um, like Meredith and her husband have been separated and then they just got back together. Um, Jen, Sean, her husband, their problems are because he's always gone on the road because he's a football coach for utah like college or something like that college. <laughs> utah college <laughs> college school was. whatever one of those colleges and then the other one um what's her name lisa lisa lisa's lisa husband is just like you don't spend time with me because like you're literally always fucking working and they work together but she okay, like still I, is, like i have to say i do like lisa's husband the best just too. because it's just like seems like he's just so like go with the flow. Like she's like, I don't want to spend a time a ton of time with the kids. Like I want to work, you know. And he's like, chill, do what you gotta do. You need a diet, coke? but he's also I'll drive like, you there. So we you have work. to kind of like reel that in because yeah. she literally spends no time with them. He probably she is the leader in this marriage. Like she is the one that wears the pants. They and all wear he the doesn't pants. Act, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't act like you know it is that, or he doesn't act that way. But like. It is. It is. You know, I feel like behind closed doors, she wears the pants in this relationship. Just like Meredith wears the pants with her husband. 
for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. And but Meredith, the one person Meredith doesn't wear the pants with is her tyrant son. Oh my god, he's such a fucking bitch. And she treats him like he's God's gift to Earth. And I'm like, he is a literal brat grown child. Like he's yes. literally acts like a child. He's like, Daddy, well, you didn't come to my recital or like, my, do you know how many my fashion recitals show? my dad missed? And like, I don't even remember them. I mean, I never had recitals, but like, yeah, like <laughs> he had one fashion, he had a fashion show for one jumpsuit that he made. And he was like, okay, yeah, he didn't come guys, to my one jumpsuit launch. It's a fucking track suit. It's like Mossimo from Target. It's not even, <laughs> I hate to shit on his creativity, but like, I mean, it's great that he did this. Like, that's fantastic. Great. But like, also like, you know, chill the fuck out, bro. Like, chill it's not out. that serious. Like you, But like. He is, I feel like, caused the relation, the issues in Meredith and Jen's relationship. So Meredith, like, basically ghosted Jen and their friendship because he was like, "Mom, you shouldn't hang out with her anymore." And she was like, "You're right." So then, because Meredith, Jen, sh- so the Jen was lifted like, her legs up. What the fuck? Like, are you picking me over Mary or Mary over me? And then it was causing this whole drama. And she because couldn't Jen say no, it was my bitch son who yeah. bitched about your badge for two seconds. But like, right? But like, you don't know, like. If you aren't communicating that, like, I can see where Jen was like, what, like, thinks the worst, like, what the fuck happened right. in that friendship? And I'm, like, actually really surprised. And I tweeted this, guys. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, we, like, live tweeted one of the episodes. But um, I'm surprised that Jen's not a Taurus or an Aries because it seems like she's, like, was... I'm a Taurus, so I understand this quite a bit. But, like, if you, like, betray my trust, like, ghost me or something, then it's fair game. Like, I think her you know, sign... loyalty is my number one thing. I think her moon sign's a Scorpio. I'm just going to say that because I'm, I'm my moon sign's a Scorpio. Oh. And the way she lashes <laughs> out when you piss her off, like, especially yeah. if alcohol's involved, you're going to be annihilated in two fucking so maybe, seconds. <laughs> maybe that's it. Because it's, like, it seems like, and it's not even, like, she's angry lashing out. It's, like... A she's tail hurt. end of yeah she's just letting her secret slide you know but then when Which, coach shaw's there i just call him coach shaw because that's how everyone calls him on the show she <laughs> acts like this little church girl and like is just like or whatever church they go to, and she's just like so sweet and like doesn't make a noise and i'm like are you like what like when he's gone you were running her fucking mouth and he's there and he's and she's like hello like, well, probably because it's like so easy to be like that because they hardly see each other you know like right. when they say like you can't like keep like put on a face and have a facade for more than two years but it's yeah. like they really don't spend that much time together no. so she really can be whoever she wants to be when they're around because it's like they're still dating. like he's there for like 24 hours and then he's gone so and then jen is like pissed at meredith still for the whole like sleepover thing that brooks really caused but she still to this day thinks it's mary and so she's throwing meredith under the bus and was like why is she back with her husband she literally was hooking up with this guy when we were on vacation somewhere and like took pictures and was showing everyone that like she was with this other man and so now i think it's going to cause this whole shit storm because meredith is back with her husband and i think meredith is going to deny it till she's blown the face i don't think she's going to own up to it well even so if there's I, photographic proof on the show I feel like she's not but I actually read this article where she was saying like this is not something that I wanted to talk about and so like yeah we were dating other people but like this is not something I wanted to talk about on the show or thought would well, come out. Well unfortunately you signed up for a reality show. Yeah so don't try to hide shit from us Meredith we know that it's you're all gonna come out. Botting and plotting 
while I mean, Seth is in fucking Minnesota or wherever he lives. Ohio. Ohio. I, don't know. I was like, where does he live? Yeah, wherever she doesn't want to live. She doesn't want to live there. And then Wendy was dealing with her dad this episode. And like, I feel, first of all, I'm shocked Wendy's 30 years old. I am fucking I flabbergasted. I feel so like, the, and the thing I is think is she's she also really good. She looks good for like if you were in your 30s yes. and like, oh, you look good for being in your 30s, close to right. 40. Right. But the fact that she's 30, like last year was 29. 30. But I think she's lived like a lot of life already. So maybe it's just like aged her a tad and like she's had a lot of stress with her dad. And, and I think sometimes people get too much filler too early on. Yeah. And that ages you. And I feel like she did that. I haven't gotten it yet. And people think I look. Yeah, guys. I, mean, I haven't just <laughs> black don't crack. So. <laughs> I just have this beautiful skin. I wear a lot of sunscreen because I burn. <laughs> but like, I actually she, know that I do wear a lot of sunscreen. I get up in the morning and I put on my sunscreen on my face. I do too. So, Fun fact, if you guys want to know about our skincare <laughs> If you guys are wondering how I look. And I don't leave, I don't leave my house. It's um, definitely not the smoothing part of Facetune. No, nope, sunscreen. Just like uh, Nicole Kidman always says. Um and so, yeah, so what I feel like she, I keep calling her Wendy, but her name's fucking Whitney. Um, her name's Whitney. And if you hear me call her Wendy, that's who I'm fucking talking about. Cause I don't know why I want to call her Wendy so bad, but like her dad, like is an addict and he's in sober living. And he literally, like we found out he gave her like a, sh- sh- like a fucking itemized receipt of everything he's done for her in her life. And was like, you need to pay for my rehab. It's $30,000. I would be like, take that fucking itemized receipt of my whole entire life and shove it up your asshole. Like, shove it so far up that it touches your soul. That's bullshit. Maybe it like will help you the fuck out. It's actually crazy. But like, you have to like think of it from like the perspective of like, this is addiction. So, like, I get it. I don't think he's, but then also, I don't think he's he's in his right state of mind, obviously. In this episode, he texted her freaking the fuck out because they're like, you're going to have a roommate. And she, he was like, I've got to leave. I have to leave now. And was like, well, it's time for me to go. Like, it's time for me to go. And I need to start a business. And she's like, what the fuck? Where, Where are you going to get money to business? start a business? And he's like, uh, you guys. And she's like, no. Right. Like, That's what? not going to happen. Like, what? like, a 30-year-old is more, like, fucking mature than he is. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I hate to talk about him because I know he's going through something in his life. Right. But I just Same. don't know. I, I have sympathy what- for that. I just don't know what salon he's going to open up with his hair looking like that. It's I'm not going in that salon. <laughs> his hair looks like Bon Jovi, like, fucking sharded on his head. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking ugly. Like, from the 80s. Bon like, Jovi with, like, fucking it, tar-ass poop with, mixed with, like, on his head. Gene Simmons or whatever his name is. Yes, like, it's literally from- just so bad. And, like, I'm like, I would not go to a salon and, like let you do my hair if I saw that. I would not let you touch my hair. No, it's just not going to happen. But I, I'm really happy for him. He's getting help, but he just needs to stop being such an asshole to Whitney because she does a lot for him. She is like, I think the only one of his kids that has stuck right. by him and helped him through this time. So he needs to just stay in his sober living facility for the entire duration of whatever's necessary and like get his shit together because it's like, it is like that, that sucks. Like you shouldn't have to be a child taking care of your parent this early on, you know? Right. And I get why she married an older man now. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Daddy makes issues. Sense. Daddy issues forefront and center because no one was there to take care of her. So now she's with an older man who obviously is taking care of her and taking mm-hmm. care of her dad. And I think 
I think it's good she's with her husband and she's fortunate she found him because obviously she needs that stability in her life. Yeah. It honestly was the best thing that she cheated on her first husband. It really I is. never say sometimes, that. I, you know, sometimes I guess sometimes cheating works out in the end. <laughs> it, you know, I, I don't, I'm really not a advocate for cheating. I hate it more than anything, but you're but right. In this situation. I think it did turn out for the better in this instance. Yes. Um, but I yes. am excited for, I think it's going to be next episode, hopefully, that Jen freaks the fuck out on the producer. I think it is. Is it going to be next week? I'm pretty sure because I think it's Sharif Coach Shaw's birthday party and what they're going to be filming next week. And, but I thought she's like, what does she yell at them? Like, don't fucking get me in the jacuzzi or something. That's what I, th- I thought it was going to be in the jacuzzi. Oh, Maybe we're thinking of different scenes. I'm so thinking about know. when she freaks she the fuck out at the party. Freaks the fuck out in every scene, almost that it's hard to like. She does, and she's I. She needs more attention, and I I say this with all the love in the world because actually she is my favorite one on the show. Um, yeah, same. Because we have actually the love. Same name. I think Heather's my favorite. Uh, Heather is another story. Like, I really like her and I feel really bad for her that she feels like she has to stay in this community because it's like, it's clear that she's like sticking a square in a round hole. Like she needs to go and try out new people, she new is. men. Like, yeah, but like she needs to leave Utah. Like there's nothing there for her. Except, I mean, her kids are there. So I guess that's something. And her but like, yeah, and her I mean, friends and her business but besides as far that as her like really love life there? there's What's nothing there for her like I, what i, I mean i think there mormons is a guy. in like, other states too if you want to marry a mormon like they're i don't know where else i don't think are, she but... should marry a mormon i don't because the mormon church does nothing for her anymore and guess what nothing. fun fact i'm gonna tell you now you're still gonna go to heaven even if you don't go to church even if you don't want to fucking be a mormon anymore mm-hmm. you're still gonna see your kids when you're all when it's all said and done like sh- I, but i get it's hard to leave because it's like all she's ever known but at yeah. the same time i'm like you've already left it you already drink you already fuck random dudes all the time like it's and you're divorced just know it's fine just move the like, fuck on they don't want you so like i hate to say it but they don't hate to say it i think you should just move on but good for her for fucking getting her own fucking business that's like valued at 20 million dollars she has a fucking med spa i'm like that's awesome for her because her husband used to be like why are you working and i'd be like shut the fuck up like i'm so that i don't fucking die when you fucking leave me and have nothing so she did the right thing she did um but yeah i think that was like kind of the synopsis synopsis yes (laughs) last episode um but yeah love the show guys really good it's after oc which we never talk about because oc kind of sucks i mean oc to be honest like not even to go on a tangent with them right now but like it's if you guys have never been to orange county it's just like they clearly don't care about the covid so it's like it pisses me off to even watch them because they're like so upset that they're getting sick all of a sudden. And I'm like, how are you upset? When I mean, you granted, this was in the beginning of COVID when it was all filmed, like all said and done. But like, okay. And the beginning, knows? I knew I had to stay in my house. Everyone was in my so, fucking house. Yeah, I did. I, and I, I love it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to leave. Since. <laughs> I haven't left since. I really just want to stay in forever, to be honest, <laughs> at this point. But, but yeah, I mean, so I guess if you want to watch Real Housewives of uh, Orange County, Orange it'll County be on. at nine o'clock. But after that, at ten, it's, 
uh Salt real Lake fun so that's the good shit um but yeah yeah so you guys make sure you check out all of all these real housewives shows um also andy if you're thinking of stepping down you can hire us we will take over your position we, we love you we'll still. be impartial we love AF. you but just we do we do really love you andy. we have like, to call honestly, it like we see it yeah we have taken a vow to always be brutally blunt and here we fucking are so sometimes I mean, the truth hurts the truth fucking hurts andy but we still love you and we still we know you're listening <laughs> but if you are listening andy or everyone else make sure you follow us on instagram at brutally blunt podcast um on twitter we live tweet some of the funniest shit of your lives um at brute blunt pod <laughs> which i hate every time i say it it's i know twitter's I fault. Every time like say it, but you know fortunately that's all we could have gotten <laughs> that's yeah but thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>